0: Greetings PTB Wrestling Network, loyalists, fans, etc. Welcome to this week's episode of the uh, the old standard when it comes to everything modern day professional wrestling here, there, and everywhere. Place to be nation's main event. I'm your co-host Scott Criscola. Welcome uh, to this week's show. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. A lot of news from all of the uh, promotions. Uh... One uh, company just had a pay-per-view this past weekend. Another one is having one in a couple of weeks. Uh, It's getting hot and heavy as we get out of winter and into spring, although it's freezing here. Uh, My cohort on Through the Looking Glass, Dave Hall, drives me nuts because, you know, of course he lives in Australia. So when it's 22 here, it's 122 there. But at least my host, my co-host with me tonight uh, can... uh, can uh relate because he lives on the same seaboard as I do. Uh he is of course uh the purveyor of the Kings of Sport Patreon and of course they celebrated a a uh, a uh, an anniversary kind of like uh, JR and I did on the Place Be Podcast. So I can relate to a great show with longevity. For this episode 194 and he's not sure. He thinks that the Monarch's jersey might be uh you know somewhere with the Shea McMahon's European title or Jim Duggan's World TV title. The Godfather, Nate Milton.
1: What's going on, Scotty? Yes, you know, Mitchfield, my alma mater, decided not to have anybody wear number 94 in deference to the great Evan Fournier. Of, of course, uh, <laughs> the the, bro- the brother of Francine Fournier, little known fact. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that's true who is uh, always up for a trade in nba 2k like it is true anytime i see the computer make a deal like evan fournier and and uh, mike muscala are always uh in the uh, transaction
0: reports <laughs> that's funny uh what i find funny is 94 is not a is, is somewhat random number and i actually remember two cowboys off the top of my head of course both defensive linemen one has rings, one sadly – well, no, one has rings. They both have rings. One got them with the Cowboys. One did not. Of course, the uh, awesome but very eccentric Charles Haley won uh, five rings in his career, two with the 49ers, and then uh, the Cowboys got him right at the early stages of the 1992 season. And Of course, he won three rings with them. And then uh, one of my favorites, and he is hanging in my closet. Keep it down in there. I am of course talking about the great DeMarcus Ware, who did win a ring, just not with the Cowboys. He won with <laughs> the uh Denver Broncos. It's Super Bowl fifty. When the Broncos beat Cam and the Panthers, uh, he won a ring. So and I don't think there's any uh that shit power forwards uh that wore ninety four <laughs> anywhere. I think we covered all the nineties, I think. There might be a couple. Oh no, there'll be some ninety nines somewhere down the line. So. Yeah. uh anyway, brother Nate, it is always a pleasure. Uh, I want to say something quickly though. Uh you did hear my voice on the show, but uh I want to say it here to those that that don't get a chance to listen. A a uh, wonderful happy anniversary to you and uh the big man, uh Marcus on 300 uh episodes of The Kings of Sport. I am very proud of you and uh and baby Simba and the gang because as you very well know, Mar- uh, uh Nate longevity on a podcast is not easy as we very well know um jr and i just hit 600 and we know you guys will hit 600 as well uh you like my confidence in you uh but uh you're like yeah right we're lucky we'll get to 305 now of course but uh anyway congratulations to you guys on uh on a on a milestone that uh that not many podcasters can reach so congrats to you. yes thank you brother i definitely appreciate it you know 300 episodes,
1: and, and not only that, but having Marcus back uh, for one week and then, uh, you know, having the guests that were there live and then the guests that, uh, you know, sent sent their uh, love via MP3 form. Uh, you know, it's was very cool. And, uh, yes, I, I'm just excited for what the next phase of the Kings of Sport is. You know, we had the Marcus, I am uh, Marcus Vandenberg, Tony Stark moment. Uh, where he sacrificed himself to go to ESPN so that Ah! the rest of us could live. Uh, But yes, uh, it it was a fun episode. The video version is already up on YouTube. The audio version, there will be two versions. There will be the edited version that is on the free feed for everybody, uh, a.k.a. the don't get fired version uh, for Marcus. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there'll be the uncut version of the audio that will be on the Patreon feed. Uh, so that's a little bonus for the, uh, Patreon subscribers. So that'll be out, uh, most likely this weekend.
0: So in other words, for the plebs that stand in line outside the building, they can get the edited version. But if you're sitting at the same table as Steve Aloysius Willie and myself, you get the (laughs) special version. So maybe that's something to think about. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, I actually have, we, we actually have news Steve, of course, as you know, as you can tell is not with us tonight. We have a we have some news about Steve Willey. Not bad news, but we do have some news about um, the temporary future of the show. It isn't going anywhere, but we have some uh, we have some talent uh, switches uh, for the for the just immediate time being, and we'll talk more about that uh, uh, at mm-hmm. the end of the program. The superstar so,
1: shakeup, if you will. Super,
0: exactly. There was a draft, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And we're not talking about uh, we're not talking about. Um, I was going to say Drake London. That's not his name, right? Who's yeah, the, that's his name. Drake London, who I wanted on the Cowboys, but, of course, your beloved Falcons got him with, what, the 11th pick, right, or the 9th pick? 8th pick, 8th yep. like pick, so, uh, so yes, as we're
1: recording. Offensive players two years in a row, I'm thinking it'll probably be third if uh, they have the season I expect them to this year, because all signs in Atlanta point to uh, where, you know, they had tanked for two a few years ago. Uh, this year, I think we're going to be bad for Bryce.
0: <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> that be, of course, you traded your quarterback, uh, Matt Ryan. Of course, is now in Indianapolis. Yep. So that should be very interesting. What goes on at the Bunt Pan, which is my, which is my affectionate, excuse me, my affectionate nickname for uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium. I call it the Bunt Pan because it does kind of look like a Bunt Pan. But uh, great building, uh, and I have a feeling a, su- a future WrestleMania will be mm. in that building somewhere down the line. Uh, speaking of, uh, the flamethrower, uh, we got plenty of news to talk about tonight. We're going uh, to, I found a ton of great stories and, uh, we're going to have a nice one of, you know, my usual Nate's and my ladies man episode where we sit back with a, with a cigar and some Cavassier and <laughs> some of the good, some of the, some of the, the 50 year Remy and, uh, and have our nice, uh, smooth session of wrestling talk. We have some great stories, uh, to talk about tonight from up and down the dial. Uh, some flamethrower talk, WWE We'll talk some AEW uh, Of course we know their big pay-per-view is coming up uh, In the next month as well Busy month of May, ton of pay-per-views in May
2: yeah.
0: uh, go- Going into June uh, We'll talk some uh, We'll talk some uh, Impact, of course they just had their pay-per-view This past Saturday, Rebellion So we'll do give the results and, and uh, Talk about what the future is for uh, For uh, Impact Because they announced their next pay-per-view This week We'll talk some Ring of Honor, or as some people are not affectionately calling it, AEW Light. We, we know those digs were coming soon. <laughs> uh, deserve it or not, you knew they were coming. And a uh, little New Japan news. So we got, uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about t- tonight, Mr. Milton. And I am uh, anticipating some great uh, opinions from you, sir. So let's dive in. Uh, let's, uh, we'll start with the flamethrower. Uh, so this news came out a couple days ago. Of course we know that uh, their next pay-per-view is a week from this uh Sunday, Mother's Day, May 8th is WrestleMania Backlash. Uh they have a you know, they have a few matches right now, of course. Um the big one of course could be the uh combining of the two pairs of tag team belts as RK Bro will take on the Usos. Uh so that should be very interesting. Uh but uh speaking of pay-per-views, this story came up on, uh, let's see, a couple days ago, um, on Wrestling Headlines, it actually, uh, uh, Matt Men's Andrew Zarian actually brought this report out. So, I'm curious about this. Uh, Nate. Uh, obviously, this, this coming May uh, May 8th, the week next Sunday, Mother's Day, WrestleMania Backlash is actually in an arena. It's actually one that I've been in for many things. Uh, the Dunk, the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence. I've been there for a couple pay-per-views and some uh, Providence hoop games with the PIC, Mr. Azero. But that's a little too small for the other con. Mm. Uh, so a new report, uh, as mentioned from Matt Men's Andrew Zarian notes that WWE has a goal to make more stadium shows the new norm. This idea reportedly comes from Mr. Khan and as his and is his approach to running premium live events. The report noted, quote, the scalability of large stadiums is very beneficial when it comes to having the live attendance over 15,000. The event doesn't have to be a sellout of 50,000, but you now have room to do 20 to 35,000 seat shows, more often heading to much higher revenue and higher level of excitement for the event. The 2022 schedule has eight stadium shows, of course, back in January, uh, Uh, Nate the Royal Rumble was in St. Louis at the dome the old Rams haunt the elimination chamber was uh, held uh, in that uh, infamous building known as the Jada Superdome in Saudi Arabia of course the two nights in Dallas Uh, money in the bank is uh, slated for fourth of July weekend July 2nd at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas where of course SummerSlam was last year I was lucky enough to be there SummerSlam uh, speaking of July 30th, will be at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Of course, the announcement uh, that made uh, PTB member Callum McDougall happy. Uh, the UK is planning on a pay-per-view for September 3rd at Principality Stadium in Cardiff. A- and the return to Saudi Arabia. Remember, they do two shows a year. Probably TLC is scheduled for sometime between September and early November. Now, next year, uh, there's already one show booked. We all know what that is. Of course, the two nights at SoFi in April for WrestleMania 39. And there is a rumor right now, uh, Nate, that the Royal Rumble is going to be at the Superdome in New Orleans, where I thought, where I think maybe WrestleMania 40 might be in 2024. Um, Let's play devil's advocate here. What do you? What are the cons? Uh, cons and pros. <laughs> we'll start with the pros. What is what? What? What good is this for WWE? And what good would this be for like you and I, the consumer? What do you think?
1: I mean, the obvious pro for the WWE is money. You know, it's right. <laughs> it's all about the money, there, Scotty, as Dion once yes, told you. Must be the money. Oh yep. uh, And I think that you know that's. That's the reason. That, that to me, is their only reasoning. Well, not their only reasoning, but their primary reasoning. Maybe a secondary reasoning is branding, but branding is a far-distant second to money. Uh, I think in terms of the pros for the fans and the people attending – I mean, I guess on some level, it's cool to be in an NFL stadium, regardless of what you're there for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was at the jo- uh, the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium a couple years ago uh, for a work conference, and you know, just being in there uh, in that building where the Falcons play is cool. Uh, so I think there's something to that. But honestly, I think this is a this is a bad thing not not the end of the world type of thing, Scotty. But I do feel like ultimately. Your calendar should be a mix of stadiums, of you know, arena shows. Uh, of you know, I even liked it when we had shows on college campuses. Uh, I yeah. think that gives your televised product, you know, a, a bit of a variety. Um, and also, I think if you do anything enough, Scott, you begin to whittle away at the specialness of it and so like i if i were them i would keep the stadium shows reserved for like the big four and then maybe one or two other shows uh you know and obviously like the jetta shows or the shows uh in the uk like those are different like i you know you can do whatever you want over there uh but i'm specifically talking about in america i think if you go to all of your ple's as we're now calling them in stadiums yeah it might be cool for that first year but I don't know how long the luster is there, just from the audience perspective, obviously, the company's gonna make the money, and that's the main objective for them uh but in terms of like The experience for the audience for the fan, I like mm-hmm. it better when you've got a mix
0: mm-hmm. yeah, i uh listen, we went through ebbs and flows uh. Even during when WWE was at its best, and we all know right now they're they're getting better, but there's still some creative uh, uh, deficiencies that need to be addressed. But they're better; things are better than they were during the. Uh, we're getting out of the pandemic. That's what Doctor Fauci, that you know, Mister Know It All, Doctor <laughs> Fauci said the pandemic no longer exists. With a wink and a nod, we'll see if he. We hope so. Um, uh, you know, we hope that. We can get back to normal, but even even Nate during the normal days, uh, WWE went in ebbs and flows. Remember, mm-hmm. they we had big shows in the early days. We had you know the Silver Dome and Pontiac for Mania. We had the the Sky Dome. We had the Hoosier mm-hmm. Dome, and then Vince realized I can't fill buildings with this crap <laughs> crap show that I this <laughs> crap proper, uh, uh, product I have. So he went through. Most of the rest of the decade of the of the nineties doing very little stadium shows he did uh the only one I could think of off the top of my head is the ninety seven Rumble, which was at the Alamo dome, but that 's not huge what 's the Alamo dome seat? I think overall it seats like thirty five probably maybe forty, but yeah. I think they cut it in half, and i think the I think the uh the attendance for that one was like twenty two or twenty three other than that, they go in phases and Remember, even when the Attitude Era was at its best, 98, 99, they didn't go to big places. They waited until they were at their peak mm-hmm. and then did WrestleMania, and then they did three straight years, 17 in Houston, 18 in Toronto, 19 at Safeco in Seattle. Then they realized, all right, now it's time for us to, now that the product is kind of transitioning. Maybe we can't fill big stadiums. Let's go back to to the little places. So they did their last three arena Manias in their three biggest markets. You had 20 at the Garden, you had 21 at Staples, and you had 22 in Chicago. And then starting in 2007 with WrestleMania 23 uh, at Ford Field, every mania since then has been in a in a stadium. But it's WrestleMania, you know. Um, Now, could I've always said that like SummerSlam would be cool in a baseball stadium? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we've we live on the East Coast, Nate. I'd love a SummerSlam at 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 city field or i'd love a summer slam at yankee stadium or fenway i'm sure you would love one at sun trust in atlanta that would be mm-hmm. a lot of fun you know or even camden yards you know yeah uh uh that would be fun i've always said that that would be very quaint but to do like nine shows a year, like of the probably 12 13 shows a year you're gonna do like 10 of them in stadiums who the right. hell is gonna go see a an unforgiven in a ninety thousand seat building i mean exactly and, and from
1: a logistics standpoint, as you know, Scotty, most of the time these NFL stadiums, as opposed to NBA arenas, are not centrally located. Correct. And so, like, I feel like there is something to, if we're going to a city for one of these shows, let's go to the city. Like, I feel like there's there's something about we're going to have a show in Philly, uh, you know, in that arena that the Sixers play at versus let's go play at the Link. Or whatever the hell it's called now.
0: No, it's still the link. It's unfortunate. Yes, sadly, it's still the link. Well, it's a nice stadium. It's just the team that plays in it. But anyway, this isn't uh, this isn't this week of the NFL. But yeah, no, exactly. I mean, uh, and listen, the reason you do big shows in the big in the big big shows, you know, put together big cards in the big shows is because those are the shows that are going to make you money. You're Mm -hmm. obviously not going to put. You can't have a WrestleMania quality card every single month. You can't. It's just impossible. Nobody's that perfect. Not even the other con is that perfect. <laughs> you can't have the perfect wrestling card every month. So you jack it up. I mean, listen. I've said it on the show, and I've said it on other shows here on the network. Those two days I sat at my team's building at AT and T might have been some of the best live wrestling I ever watched in my life. Having said that. Will we never see a card that good again? Not probably not. We probably will see something good down the line, but you can't do that every month, Mm -hmm. every month. And why would you keep wanting to go to these big buildings just to cut the thing in half? Like that's stupid. Now here's an interesting thing, Nate, and you just brought up a good point. Maybe you start to do big shows, but then go, I love your college campus idea. listen, why not do a pay-per-view? Now I know they had issues with with the uh university involving wrestling back in the day because you know the first pa- the first in your house in April of uh 95 was at the War Memorial in Syracuse. They couldn't do it at the Carrier Dome. That's a weird thing about wrestling back. Then. I don't know what that's about. I don't think they care at this point. But if you do a like a pay-per-view at the Carrier Dome that that has that seats like 40,000 All right, I could pick up what you're putting down. But what are you going to do? You're going to go to every football stadium and just cut the thing in half? Why bother? That makes no sense. A lot of these arenas jack out at 23,000. Isn't that good enough for like an off month? I know the dunk seat's like 21 or 21 and a half. And they'll probably get a sellout. Maybe not close. Maybe close to one on Mother's Day for WrestleMania Backlash. But most of them are WrestleMania rematches. Mm so. I guess I, I understand Nick Khan wants to have wants to treat the company like it's, you know, SmackDown versus Raw. Know your role or, or here comes the pain, <laughs> you know, and every show is going to be automatically sold out because that's the way I want it. But yeah. sorry, Nick, we're not a video game, <laughs> you know, I, no. I, I, you know, so what do you and, like, and the thing about
1: the, you know, the college campuses getting back to that. I feel like when you look at the hottest period in wrestling or at least one of you know because you you could argue the 80s but i I will still maintain that like that mid-90s period is still the peak you had shows coming from you know the university of kentucky or yep the you know particularly thinking about wcw like a lot of their biggest shows were at these college basketball arenas and there's something to that different vibe of that crowd and particularly when you're thinking about WWE today, when, as the ratings have shown us, they've got a much older audience than they had back in the nineties. And a way to kind of diffuse that or, or change that trend is to have these shows on these campuses where you can hook these uh, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds onto the product. hmm Yeah. I think even if they great. don't know about the wrestling, like, if you tell them, hey, like there's a, you can get a cheap ticket here for something that's happening at your school that's going to be on TV, they're going to show up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that you know, and you got the two Saudi Arabias, and I know we all hope that that deal ends soon. Mm-hmm. We won't we'll go there, but they got to do it. You know, they they signed it. They got to live up to it, I suppose. But, um, you know, and they do, and one show now they could do shows in the UK because mm-hmm. you know they could do live whenever they want now because they have a network. Um and that's fine. But how many big shows are you going to be able to do before the crowd starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller and all of a sudden now you're booking you know these big stadiums and you got the place so tight that you have like a curtain and we're literally wrestling in an end zone like uh <laughs> like world class uh shows at the Texas Stadium in the mid 80s. I mean listen Fritz owned Dallas and he could barely f- f- sell out a third of Texas stadium. Mm-hmm. Like it was just made no, you know, so we'll keep an eye on, you know, when the schedule, as the schedule progresses, but, uh, we obviously have back-to-back mega stu- mega arena shows this summer. We've got money in the bank actually in the same month. They don't even get a chance to breathe. You have July 2nd in Las Vegas at Allegiant and you have July 30th SummerSlam at, uh, at uh, uh Nissan Stadium in Nashville where the where the Titans play. Um and then Labor Day weekend, because they want to try to bonk the audience for for all out. They're gonna do the UK show, which will be during the day, so it won't even matter anyway. But I don't know, we'll see. We'll we'll take a look and see how this this plays out because I don't know. I, I don't like this business model at all and I have a bad feeling that that uh it's it's gonna go downhill Fast if they think they're gonna do that So yeah, um, there. I, I will say this uh, You know we were t- talking about it when we were all down In Dallas that we think That and I said it to you a few minutes ago WrestleMania 40 Which is of course year after next 2024 We think either MetLife To try to you know for the 40th Anniversary uh, The Superdome because mm-hmm. they haven't been In New Orleans in it'll be five years at that point or uh, the new building in uh, in Atlanta or not new, I guess what a few years old, but uh, the, the bunt pan in Atlanta, um, you know, Atlanta fans may want to get a, you know, maybe a fresh taste after WrestleMania 27, depending on your point of view, whether you thought that show was good or not. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, but anyway, we'll keep an eye on, uh, on how they set schedules up over the next, uh, you know, several months into 2023. Uh, story number two, uh, one of my beloved NWA alums, and then went to NXT with a really bad name is, uh, looks like he's out of NXT, uh, a new report from Fightful notes that LA Knight is pretty much done with the NXT brand. No plans moving forward for him. He's already considered a main roster superstar. Uh, he had a couple of dark matches on SmackDown. Knight's last NXT 2.0 match uh, was WrestleMania weekend when he lost to Gunther at Stand and Deliver, who, of course, he's now since been called up. He's on SmackDown. It uh, looks like Knight will be coming to the main roster with his new Knight model management stable. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Uh, the, uh, as noted, the April 15th SmackDown dark match from Worcester saw Knight serve as the manager to former Retribution member Mace, who was apparently using the name Face. The the trial process saw Knight cut a promo While wearing a suit Declaring that he was launching Knight model management And the former Mace, who also had a new look Was his first client Face ended up defeating Eric of the Viking Raiders Thanks to a distraction by Knight The April 15th Dark promo included Knight Talking about how he um, Saved up uh, his money from Finding success in front of the camera, yada, yada, yada. Uh, The trial continued last Friday on SmackDown from Albany. uh, Mansour accompanied Knight to the ring this time. Knight introduced Mace again, but now called him Mace the Face. Uh, (laughs) Mace the Face that runs the place. And then cut cut another promo to hype up his stable. So uh, there's no word when Knight, Mace the Face, and Mansour might debut on SmackDown TV. As the stable, but uh you know, we'll keep an eye on it as we uh, move ahead. Uh yeah. (laughs) Um yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, they should just change the name of that stable to DOA because they're they're not going anywhere fast, Scotty. Like and and it's a shame because I do feel like Knight could uh succeed if they really gave him a legitimate shot as a manager. But this company has for the longest time not really done anything in the way of managers, with the exceptions being, of course, you know, somebody like Heyman or more recently somebody like MVP. But for the most part, for the last decade, like managers haven't really been high on their list of priorities, especially when you're teaming him up with this collection of quote unquote superstars. Like, no, it's it's not going to work.
0: Quote-unquote superstars. Mace the face. Mace the face that runs the place. And look, I'm a big Eli Drake guy. Loved him in Impact. Loved him in NWA. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Yeah, this is not going to end well. This sounds like an NXT gimmick that won't fit on a... um, You know, it won't fit on a big roster stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not feeling confident on that, (laughs) but I had to, I wanted to read that story because I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Poor LA Knight. Uh, Story number three, Uh, a guy that we didn't think was going to be back in WWE uh, is, and he was on camera. Um, WWE reportedly changed plans for Mustafa Ali's return to action this past week on raw. As noted, uh, it saw Ali make his first WWE appearance since last October, which came after he requested his release in January, but was denied, which came following a creative dispute with Vince. Uh, For for the Raw return earlier this week, he interrupted The Miz and U.S. champion Austin Theory on Miz TV. Then he beat The Miz. And then after the match, Ali was attacked by Ciampa, who was no longer being billed by his first and last name, because as we know in WWE, (laughs) your first name is a waste of time, bro. So uh, Thomaso is gone. He's just Chompa. Uh As an update, uh, Creative came up with ideas to bring Ali back just last week. Um, as of the weekend, plans actually called for him to lose the match to The Miz, but virtually everything ended up playing out as planned. Um, Ali's new deal is up mid 2024. WWE had the ability to freeze his deal due to inactivity, but they hadn't as of his return. It's still possible that they will extend the contract due to the period of inactivity, but there's been no indication that this will happen. Looks like Ali and Ciampa will be one of the mid-card feuds on the Raw brand moving forward, but this could also include the chase for Theories' WWE United States Championship. Uh, Should Mustafa Ali have left? I mean, should he have fought it harder? Mm -hmm. Do you think this is good for him? Uh, What do you think, Nate?
1: I mean, if he's happy, I'm happy because I feel like he was pretty outspoken last year about his feelings about what was going on with his tenure in the company at that time. And so, yeah, like you don't want a situation where somebody's working or, or not being utilized uh, to the best of their ability. And so, yeah, I was I was one of the people that was like, yeah, just just let him go. Like, I feel like there's enough talent that if you don't have anything for a guy, which they obviously didn't for months, then the best thing to do is to sever the contract, you know, dot the I's cross the T's do whatever you got to do business wise, but let, let the guy go because if you're not going to use him, somebody else will. And if the only reason you're holding him is because you can, and you don't want him to go anywhere else, I feel like, We've gotten to a point in the business, or we should be at a point in the business now, Scott, where there's open doors for everybody. You know, no doors should be forbidden, uh, (laughs) to to use a popular turn of phrase. But I I feel like if he's happy to remain there, uh, and they're actually going to use him this time for something Mm -hmm. worthwhile, then I'm happy for him.
0: Yeah, I am, too. And I feel like, you know, maybe he is a guy that that they'll probably do things with
2: mm-hmm.
0: um uh and he, he's a good talent and yeah. maybe they just wanted to uh you know maybe they wanted to um uh you know see if he was if he had any bites but obviously AEW never really said much um but they got so many guys his size in yeah. AEW he would have just got lost in the shuffle so um but anyway, we wanted to just talk about that because that was a guy that we we're always rooting for. And uh we're good that he's actually on TV and and hopefully he sticks around on TV. So
1: there's there's so much talent in that company that you know if 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 they could ever figure things out from a creative standpoint, Scotty, they would be damn near unstoppable. Like they've got a murderous row of talent. The only thing holding a lot of the talent back is the booking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um Speaking of booking, Judgment Day, no, not the pay-per-view, the new heel stable led by Edge and Damian Priest. Raw also featured uh, another, another dark backstage promo from Edge, who sat in his throne while Priest stood next to him. Edge revealed the name in the promo, and WWE later used the same name on commentary. Edge's promo came before Priest defeated Finn Balor in singles action. The entrance also includes Edge's new theme when they first came out, which I think he debuted at. I think that's what the theme was at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Uh, Transitioning into Priest's updated theme as he heads to the ring, Edge watched the match from his throne on the stage. And after the win, Priest took a knee at the throne, then stood and raised his fist in the air. Uh, There have been rumors on more members being added to the stable, including Rhea Ripley, which would be pretty cool. She continues to work as a heel after turning on Liv, uh, Liv Morgan and their feud also continued on the show. Edge of course will be facing AJ Styles in a rematch on May 8th. Um kind of dig this. Uh you know, Edge with as we saw WrestleMania weekend, uh Nate, you know, this might be the time that um, you know, that uh Taker has kind of gone off to the sunset, maybe mm-hmm. Edge is like the current modern day Taker. Uh, you know, the legend that's still active and making up for the years he lost. Um, so I'm okay with it. I mean, you know, edge might've bequeathed the purple motif from, uh, from, from from Taker. He might've bequeathed it to him. Um, I don't know. What do you think of this? I think I, I like, I think edge has always been a good heel. We know that for a fact. And, uh, it gives Damian Priest something to do. He's not kind of floating around aimlessly. Mm-hmm. Um I could see Edge being a guy that eventually wins the world title and maybe next year in uh in SoFi, uh, that's a guy that uh that uh Mr. Cody Aloysius Rhodes beats. I don't know. What do you mm-hmm. think?
1: Well, I'm I'm glad you brought up that name of uh Cody Aloysius Devante Rhodes, Scott Criscola, because yes, sir. as smart as Edge is, there is a glaring flaw in his master plan here. Uh, because you mentioned, you know, he was sitting on the ramp in a throne.
2: <laughs> if
1: there's one man in this company that can't stand thrones, it's Cody Rhodes. <laughs> so you're, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment, Edge. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you on this one, Scott. Like, I feel like the match at WrestleMania with AJ while solid, was not the best we've seen from either guy. Correct. Uh but and and I do feel like this this turn kind of came out of nowhere a bit for Edge, but I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm willing to give it a shot. I think Priest benefits from Edge. I I'm just wondering how far they're gonna go with it. Like who else is going to join? Because you can't really have a threatening stable with two people unless it's Steve Austin and and, and your beloved Triple H. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> any other stable, you need at least three dudes. So I'm wondering who else will be in the stable. And I feel like that's going to tell us how they view this group. Because if we get more guys kind of on the come up like Priest, then I think it can work. If we get a bunch of Mace the Faces and other Retribution casts off, I don't know if it's going to work.
0: I do like uh I do like the idea of uh Rhea Ripley. I think that's cool mm-hmm. cuz she she would fit there. She could wear some nice uh like, you know, pretty hot outfit while kicking the fucking crap out of people. I kind of dig that. <laughs> I think I like that. Uh maybe a who's another guy that's kind of floating around? I don't know. Mustafa Ali. No, they wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> um honestly, Ali wouldn't have been a, that would have been wouldn't have been a
1: bad spot to redebut Ali in.
0: Yeah, maybe because you know you'd have yeah, like most stables, Nate. You always got to have like one of everything. We already have our main event guy. We got our awesome, solid mid card guy. Mm -hmm. We need a cruiser. We need a an awesome woman's worker, and I think that's where Rhea comes in. Uh, Yeah, I think this is something cool that's 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 building. I'm kind of digging this. I I think it's uh, you know if Edge has cool uh, t shirts, I may start buying them. (laughs) <laughs> do I own any Edge t-shirts? I don't think I've ever bought an Edge t-shirt. So, um, yeah, uh, I think I like the stable. I think it gives uh, it, because eventually they're going to have to split the belts up. Uh, our beloved chief, our beloved head of the table, is not going to be holding both belts. They're going to do some storyline where he's going to have to give up one or the other,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: which is why I don't think the the tag the tag titles will be merged. Uh, at backlash, I have a feeling that match is going to some kind of fucking mess. So, um, so we'll see. But I, I like I like the look of it. I like Edge. I'm happy he's back every day. He's a, I think he's a good galvanizing veteran on that roster. Uh, without being a guy like a Goldberg who just clogs up. At least he's there every week and he's working his butt off. And he's not like, you know, he's not like Goldberg who only shows up because I still find it hilarious that you know. The Jewish wrestler comes out for the Saudi Arabian shows. I just don't find that very <laughs> that's just so bizarre. But anyway. Um, and more women's matches. So anyway, okay. So, all right. So there's our WWE uh stories. Let us now delve into number two, and that is, of course, AEW. Of course, they had a, a big dynamite earlier this week that saw my guy Scorpio Sky regain his TNT title. We'll get to that in a minute, but this is a big story. Uh in my opinion, um, uh, Nate, because uh, I know this is something that has been talked about for a while in terms of when this guy was going to have this shot. He's been with the, at that, at this point, he would have been with the company a year uh, or less than a year, actually barely six months. And he's got his title shot. It was announced Mm -hmm. last night on Dino or two night. Well, two nights ago, if you're listening to this on Friday, two nights ago from Philly, Hangman Page will defend the AEW world title against CM Punk on May 29th at Double or Nothing in Vegas. Uh, Of course, we'll have the men's and women's finals of the two Owen Hart tournaments and then that match. That's what we have so far for Double or Nothing, which as mentioned, Memorial Day weekend, Sunday, May 29th from uh, Vegas. But not not Allegiant Stadium, no, from from T-Mobile Arena where the uh, Golden Knights play. Uh, I mean it's two of my guys. I love both guys, but but have we gotten to the point now where Tony Khan's like, all right, uh you know, it's we've had enough of uh you know punk in these secondary things. I gotta make him champion now. He's gotta be champion, he's gotta be champion, he's gotta be champion. Number one, if you had to pick right now, if you had to pick right now, does Hangman win to retain the title? And if he doesn't, will there be some kind of uh, backlash because of it? No pun intended. Absolutely no pun intended. <laughs> Honestly. No yes. No pun yeah. Intended. Hangman Page is going to show up and join Edge's group at WrestleMania. Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: fantastic. <laughs> it's the the loser,
1: loser joins Edge's faction match.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs>
1: I I think he is going to lose. It's not what I would choose, but I feel like there is a bit of maybe internal pressure for Tony Khan to make this move. Um, You know, AEW has been doing well the last few months, but it feels like maybe they've plateaued a bit. And so, you know, you gotta, you gotta put some more juice in the, in the system here, Scotty. So I feel like a, a easy way to do that is to have punk win. And I don't think it needs to be anything nefarious, you know, I feel like he's one of the few people on the roster that could beat Hangman without getting a backlash from the from the audience.
0: I agree. Again, I'm a punk guy. Everybody knows that. So I, you know, I own I don't know how many shirts I own. Five, I think. Um isn't that funny? I own uh Probably the two wrestlers whom whose t-shirts I own the most are Triple H and CM Punk. How how weird is that? Talk about talk about having two Jiminy Crickets sitting on my shoulder. Um, (laughs) That's so strange. Right? I never even thought of that. Uh, I mean i I think so, but I don't know i I have a bad feeling that that and look you can't have you can't have um you know, just uh, a W homegrowns winning everything. I mean, I, right. I get that. I get that, but are they, are they going towards a punk Daniel Bryan world title match at all out? Is that what we're, is that what we're eventually going towards? Is that what this is about? If that's the case, uh, not going to lie. I'm not really, uh, they really had to do, look. I, I also, as everyone here knows, I have a soft spot for many workers, uh, on the AEW roster. I really am. And one of them is hangman page. I was very protective and very defensive when he did not win the world title at the first all out when he lost to Chris Jericho and then just kind of got lost in the shuffle for two years. Yes. I know he teamed with Kenny, but dang. Eh, and I don't know, I, I'm happy he's champion, but to see him drop the belt just so we can see Punk carry it all summer for him to face Daniel Bryan at All Out, I just mm-hmm. think it's a waste. Is there anybody else that you would, like, that? that's what I think Tony Khan is, is, seems to be building towards. I think he is building towards making All Out this super mega show this coming Labor Day weekend uh, in a few months. mm mm-hmm. And now, of course, Vince had to poke his eye by having a pay per view the day before in <laughs> Wales, uh, or in Scotland, or whatever. So in Cardiff, so you know now they're you know we're we're back to poking each other in the eye. Uh, we thought I thought we were over this. Um, I just feel like Tony Khan is again thinking that everything I do turns to gold. Regardless of anything. Like you said, I think the I think AEW is still doing very well. The shows are fine. But now that everybody's there, we kept seeing the revolving door of debuts, and now we haven't seen it in a while and not counting like Joe and you know all this the whole ring of honor thing. I feel like now they're starting to it's time for AEW, I think, now to just be a good promotion. Instead of having all these guys And all these scathing, anti-WWE promos and everything. It's time to just be a good wrestling promotion. And I think now, Tony Khan is realizing, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Um, That's just my opinion. And sticking it to having Handman Page lose the title after, what, seven months? Just so you can build to a match. You don't even have to put the belt towards Mm -hmm. uh, Punk and Daniel Bryan, which is what I think are... Uh, JR apparently said Daniel Bryan this past week Which I think is pretty funny But not that anybody cares anymore But I I just I don't know Nate Is the belt thing hanging Is that a hang up for me Like does it matter Because eventually I think Punk and Bryan Is what everybody wants to see um, Yeah And it's one of my I mean they had amazing matches in WWE I, I will still to this day say that their match at Over the, Over the limit 2012 Is one of my favorite matches was One of my like 10 favorite matches of all time But do we really need to, like, stick it to one of the homegrown guys just so we can prep for a match that doesn't need anything except just stand in the middle of the ring and go at it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Punk
1: and Bryan doesn't need the belt at all.
0: I feel like if you are going to put the
1: belt on Punk uh, and have him take it off a hangman, then there's one of two paths you go down. You either go down the Daniel Bryan path, which is probably the biggest match they have to offer or you go back to the MJF path in terms of if you mm-hmm. want to use it to still build up another homegrown guy, so to speak. Uh, and I, I think if I were doing it, most, you know, first of all, I wouldn't take the belt off the of Hangman, but if I did, I would lead back to Punk and MJF. Uh, but I feel like you're right. Tony is going to want to go to Punk and uh brian but he's gonna get he's gonna get a return on his investment because you know it's gonna get people talking it'll it'll do numbers you know it'll be a great match you know i don't think they're gonna have a i don't think they can have a bad match between the two of them but Mm -hmm. you gotta wonder about the shelf life you know because i feel like yeah like if punk wins uh in vegas those first two or three dynamites after he wins he's going to get that same level of reaction that he got when he first debuted right but then what's the follow up and so yeah i i want to i would like to see them keep it on hangman because i feel like there's more interesting matchups you can use but you know if we're playing devil's advocate if we're playing triple h t-shirt advocate uh, the, <laughs> the the I argument be- <laughs> <laughs> the, the argument could be made, Scotty. Like if if I've got these two guys here in Daniel and Punk, uh, one of them probably should hold the title at some point. So why not do it now and try to you know maximize whatever value you can while you've got both of these guys under
0: contract. Speaking of MJF, I mean, I, I we don't have a story about him, but you just you saying him just, but his name just brought me to the next level. This guy, since this this uh, promotion started, is arguably the best heel mm-hmm. in this company, and probably the best heel, one of the two or three best heels in all of wrestling in the last three years, and all he has to show for it is some good matches, and he kisses that stupid ring. <laughs> do you realize this guy has not won one mm-hmm. belt in three years? <laughs> and now, once again, we have babyface versus babyface at Double or Nothing. Why, when, and everybody pisses and moans that that uh, MJF should not leave for WWE. Well, what the fuck is he getting in the <laughs> AEW? Nothing. <laughs> Am I wrong? What do you think?
1: You could make the argument that MJ, MJF is the Roddy Piper of AEW, in that he's this amazing heel, but we're not going to put the top title on him. I do feel like if you go to Punk with the title with the with the uh, AEW championship, though, that would be my next match because obviously Tony's going to go first with Bryan and Punk, but then I would lead to MJF and Punk. And that would be the start of MJF's coronation uh, because he, yes, yeah, he, he needs it not only as validation for the work that he's done, Scott, but mm-hmm. also for the next baby face, whether that's somebody like a Keith Lee, or whether that's somebody, you know, like uh Darby, like whoever is the next baby face to take that step up, they mm-hmm. need a good heel to take the belt off of.
0: They absolutely do. and, let me let me say this to you. I don't know what kind of relationship uh um uh MJF and uh Mr. Cody Devante Rhodes mm. has, but you know Obviously
1: you didn't watch Rhodes to the Top, Scotty.
0: I did not. No. <laughs> I did not.
1: You would know they, they have a very friendly relationship.
0: Yes. So you know <laughs> you know, eh. And honestly,
1: I, I don't think that would be the worst thing in a couple of years because I feel like maybe the best thing about Cody being who he who he is, Scott, is unless Vince McMahon wanted to be extremely petty, which we know he can be at times, Yes, he, he wasn't going to mess with the formula. And so maybe for a guy like MJF, you're like, well, if they can do that for Cody, maybe another year or two in AEW and I build my stock up even more, I can get the same treatment when and if I choose to go.
0: Right. Uh I did mention, of course, earlier this week, Scorpio Sky, my guy, another guy I've loved from the beginning, is once again TNT champion. Uh early uh, Wednesday. He beat Sammy Guevara in a uh um in a ladder match, apparently a very good one. I have, I still haven't yet to I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I've heard it was very good. Uh so there's your there's your new your AEW news. Nothing too crazy. We'll keep an eye on, uh, of course, uh, AEW as we get closer to Memorial Day weekend and uh, Double or Nothing on on, uh, Sunday, May 29th in Vegas. All right. Next up, let's uh, go to a a more beloved uh, promotion, Nathaniel, that you and I love, and that is, of course, Impact. Uh, Their big pay-per-view was this past weekend, Rebellion at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie. Uh sadly I did not make it to that show I wanted to but I didn't get a chance to. Uh we have the results. Um of course Steve Macklin won the uh triple threat match against Chris Sabin and Jay White. Of course Sabin and White fought at the uh multiverse of matches WrestleMania weekend. Uh Deonna Purrazzo and of Valkyrie, of course wrestled for the AAA title and Ty Valkyrie actually won by pinfall. So Sorry, Sean Kid. Our beloved Diana Perazzo dropped the AAA belt to Taya Valkyrie. Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, and Speedball Mike Bailey in a triple threat for the X Division title. And Ace Austin, mm. Nate Milton is the new X Division champion. Uh, Jonah took on Tomohiro Ishi, and Ishi won by pinfall. Uh, an eight-man tag elimination match for the impact world tag team titles uh violent by design the good brothers rich Swann and willie mack heath and rhino ogk major players morrissey and grace johnny swinger and zick dice uh it was a elimination match uh where two teams wrestled one team gets eliminated and it's almost like a gauntlet in the end Uh, the uh, Violent by Design kept their tag team titles. Uh, They pinned uh, Heath for the uh, win. Tasha Steeles kept her knockouts title, beating uh, beating, uh, Rosemary. Uh, But she apparently got hurt at the Impact taping. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, And then, of course, the big one. Once again, Josh Alexander is... Once again, Impact World Champion. He beat Moose in the main event. Uh, I have not had a chance to see the show, uh, Nate. I don't know if it's on Impact Plus yet, but anything uh, stands out for you here?
1: I haven't had a chance to see it either, Scotty. Uh, And yes, I'm waiting for Impact Plus. Also, the uh, Impact uh, YouTube Insider, which is like a dollar. And you get some pretty cool stuff on the YouTube. Uh, Uh But I, I have not had a chance... To watch it, like I saw some of the clips of the Alexander match when he won the title um, and just hearing the results. It sounds like a good show. It sounds like a solid show. Uh, nothing earth shattering. Uh, but yeah, to me, the biggest thing to come out of that besides Alexander winning the title was the uh, uh, news about Tasha Steele and also uh, the news that we got earlier this week. And maybe I'm stepping on one of your headlines about the uh, inspiration.
0: Uh, did I have that? Uh, just uh, deals. Uh, I do not, I uh, i actually do not have that, uh, Nathaniel. Um, let me see. What about uh, the inspiration?
1: Yes, so enlighten so the, us, the inspiration, much like Spider Man on that classic comic book, mm-hmm. Scott. When, when when Peter Parker was tired of all of the, the loss and the struggle of being a superhero and he threw his costume in a trash can where anybody could walk up and pick it up and he said, I'm Spider-Man no more. Uh, that's what we saw from the inspiration, uh, AKA the Iconics. Uh, yep. They announced that uh, they were stepping away from TN, TNA, uh, excuse me, from Impact and from wrestling uh, effective immediately. Uh, and so, yes, this is, uh, I guess their exit from wrestling, uh, who knows if it'll be permanent. You know, few things in wrestling ever are. Uh, but if it is, you know, the, like, I think they had a good run.
0: Yeah, they absolutely did. And uh, I love both of them. Of course, we know we some of you know them better as uh, the Iconics, as mentioned, of course. Uh, uh, um, Peyton Royce and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Kay. Billy Kay, Thank you. Of course, everyone's like, "Yeah, Peyton Royce and the other one." Uh, that, seems to, <laughs> that, seems be the, that seems to always be the way. With it, I feel bad. Yeah, I thought uh, we. I think we've had this
1: conversation before, where we uh, talked about which one was our favorite, along with Steve Willie. And I think I was the only one on the Billy Kay train.
0: Yeah, I like them both. Uh, yes, but uh, but yeah, no. It's, Splitting I, them I, up
1: I, was one of the dumbest things Vince ever did.
0: Yes, I agree, hundred percent. Uh one other uh impact so we'll we'll uh, keep tabs on that of course uh i am looking forward to seeing the uh the show when it drops on impact plus i don't know i don't know how long they take um i don't know how long what is it two weeks
1: i'll say i feel like it's a couple weeks before it's up
0: yeah we'll have to keep an eye on it cuz i definitely want to i definitely want to watch it uh on the impact show tapings a very scary moment happened on sunday at the tapings uh, involving Tasha Steels. Uh, the incident occurred while Steels and Savannah Evans were teaming against Havoc and Rosemary. Steels apparently landed wrong during a spot and was said to be out of it after that. Uh, one source believed the bad bump was on the outside where Steels took a clothesline and bumped too high, then hit her head. But another source did not believe that this was the moment of impact. Steels tagged out to Evans and then was tossed out to the floor where she remained. Steels was checked out by medical personnel while Evans finished the match alone. Uh, Steels was then helped to the back by medics and referee Brandon toll. Uh, Steels later left the arena on her own and her condition has not been confirmed. The steals and Evans versus DK match is set to air, uh, actually aired on last night's episode of impact Steels, Of course, as mentioned, retained her title over Rosemary at the pay-per-view. So, uh, Tasha Steels, of course, another NWA alum. Uh, so I always have a soft spot for her and she is of course, knockouts champion. So we hope that she is okay. What do you think of Savannah Evans? I watched her, uh, Nate, at the multiverse of matches. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know how much you know about her, but I kind of dig her. I I she's got you know she's big. Um but she's very smooth. She kinda reminds me of a maybe a little a little bit more powerful of a Camille mm-hmm. with just a little bit more, you know, more size. But uh I think I like her. I think she's one that that impacts should keep around.
1: Yeah. I've seen a little bit of her work on the indies. I think she's got a great look. She's got some power. She's got some fluidity. Uh, She could use a little bit more seasoning, but that, like that's what impact is for uh, Scott. When we're being, if we're being brutally honest at this point, impact is a great place to learn on the job and get this, this exposure in front of a crowd, get this exposure on a nationally and internationally uh, broadcast program uh, until you uh, move to greener pastures.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, we know that feeling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. But I do like her, and and yeah. her and Tasha Steeles worked well together. I saw them again at the Multiverse matches. So. Um. But she's okay. It looks. Looks. It sounds like she smacked her head, and hopefully everything. Everything's okay. So. Um. But we will get more into Impact. Uh. In the coming weeks, of course, the other big news. Uh. Is their next pay per view. It has been confirmed that Slammiversary is the next pay per view, and it will be on Sunday, June nineteenth in Nashville. Which makes sense because uh, it'll be twenty years to the day. Hilton, <laughs> yes, of of when the the uh, promotion launched. In 2002, a show, of course, we covered right here on the main event with Steve uh, Mm. Devante Willie. Um, uh, So that's cool. I'm excited about that. I think I might buy that pay per view. Maybe we'll do a Twitch. uh, What do you think, uh, Nate? Maybe we'll do a. Maybe get make your uh, Twitch feed uh, debut. Yes. Uh, And uh,
1: like that's, I love that it's it's back in Nashville. Uh, The reason I was laughing though, Scotty, is because I didn't know the exact date of the pay-per-view <laughs> and so yes. the, f- the fact that it's on Juneteenth like Tasha steals and anybody else of uh, of a certain uh distinction they they need to be put over that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> Scott DeMoor you I don't have to <laughs> even I of. you think you should bring back D'Lo yeah
0: you have a D'Lo run in
1: Yes, can restart- D'Lo <laughs> We'll bring back uh, Devon from the Aces and Eights. Yep. <laughs>
0: Look, if I get yes. to, if I get to see my beloved Monty Brown do a pounce, mm. except he's got to come out to the Marcus Corvon music. That's all you know. You're going down, down. <laughs> all this smooth. I love. It. I love it.
1: Monty Brown. They. That's what they should do uh, on that show on Juneteenth. They should induct Monty Brown into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame.
0: Ah, that would be fantastic. And he deserves it, in my opinion. Yes. Um, so anyway, yes, June 19th, not only is it Juneteenth, but it is also the 20th anniversary of the, uh, birth of TNA. And it's kind of funny, uh, uh, Nate, uh, that Juneteenth is the day that TNA started considering some of the stuff that we've had to deal with as we've gone through some of the classic, uh, TNA shows, uh, some of the things have, uh uh been less than colorful but i don't think absolutely was aware of the significance of the day yes (laughs) (laughs) oh god that's 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 hilarious (laughs) oh my god that's tremendous that is tremendous all right let's move on to i mean you could technically call this a ring of honor story but it's more (laughs) like a it's more like a indie wrestling story one of our favorite workers uh uh, Nate, the current ROH World Champion and Progress Champion, mm. uh, one Mister Jonathan Devontae Gresham announced that he has not been cleared to compete due to an injury, and will be missing the promotion's upcoming event in London. As previously reported, the Octopus was checked for a concussion after uh, last night's, uh, the other night's AEW Battle of the Belts. Two, uh, this was a few weeks ago. Uh he uh, successfully defended the ROH belt against Dalton Castle. Um, so he will uh, not be wrestling on that show. Uh, the reason I read the story more just to talk about Jonathan Gresham in general. He's the ROH world champion. But I feel like he's not part of like the little AEW click thing going on there with ROH. Right. How long do we see it before he just dumps the belt and moves on to something else? I, I I honestly, Nate, do not see him unless ROH does become its own entity, which you know we still, the jury's still out on the future there. But Mm -hmm. Jonathan Gresham just doesn't seem like a guy that AEW is going to do anything with. I don't know. It depends on the ROH of it all. Like I think that's
1: the that's going to be the defining factor with Jonathan Gresham's tenure with aw with tony khan uh and it's interesting because as you mentioned there is a bit of a group of like roh outcasts in aw and we've also got a group of our roh outcasts in impact uh so it's like we've got competing rohs without the champion really being involved in either one uh but i feel like for gresham he, right now, just needs to take care of himself, get healthy, uh, because if, and it's a big if, you know, we don't know what ROH is going to be, when and if it comes back. But to me, he's the centerpiece. You know, we talked about it a few weeks ago, Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, yes, he could do some things on AEW. Like, he'd get somewhere, just because I feel like, He's got the name value and the respect amongst the locker room, but he, he was, he's never going to be a top guy in AEW, at least not in the immediate future. Uh, one could argue they've got too many top guys at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, like Gresham, Samoa Joe, like those are guys that if ROH is something that becomes its own entity in terms of a monthly or even weekly program, then Gresham is a guy you want to hold on to. And so I'm feeling like, if I'm Tony Khan, um, I'm looking at Jonathan Gresham like a lottery ticket, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the numbers are going to get called, but I'm going to hold on to it until they call the numbers because who knows? I could hit big on this one.
0: Mm, right. I mean, obviously he wrestled on the AEW Battle of the Belts, but they are, but they're they're more. Interested right now in He got Dalton Castle and
1: AEW Payday, which is a miracle
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is Yeah, that is true too (laughs) But I feel like uh, The other thing too is um, uh, You know, obviously They love the fact that Samoa Joe, who is TV champion, which I don't know if he was TV Champion when he was here, like in his earlier Days, I know he was world champion, obviously Mm. Him and Punk had the great feud Um, I feel like They're more like going with him, but I mean Gresham's younger, he's yeah. You know, or viral. Uh, punk. Uh, uh, Samoa Joe, I think, is just there to kind of pop a, a rating or two. Uh, yeah. And if it's, they do get their own
1: program, like to me, we saw what Joe did as, an, as a commentator in the WWE. Like Joe can be yes. good on the mic. So I would have Joe as a guy that, you know, will wrestle from time to time. But I'd be transitioning him into kind of the voice of ROH.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, speaking of ROH, uh, speaking of, of transitioning, uh, another story, speaking of, uh, ROH and TV shows, apparently, apparently, uh, on the Wrestling Perspective podcast, Ian Riccoboni, of course, Mm. the, uh, the play-by-play guy for Ring of Honor, uh, has not heard whether he's being retained for anything. He says he has not talked to Tony Khan. Uh, I think there's one guy, this is quote, I think there's one guy who knows what's going on. And aside from how you doing, nice to meet you. Appreciate what you're doing. Excited to see where it's going. I haven't had the opportunity to sit down with him. One of the weird quirks to everything is I'm the last person ever to be under ring of honor contract with Sinclair. And I still am. (laughs) No one knows what comes with the sale. It hasn't been established yet. If Sinclair is going to buy me out, if they're going to cancel it, if Tony Khan gets it, if he wants to take it as is, to be very clear, it's a contract that is performer friendly and it's company friendly. There are some easy outs. I don't anticipate getting money for nothing for too much longer. Uh, so what do you think? Think he think he's retained? He's been there how long? A while.
1: Yeah, for for a good while. And I think you know you and i can relate to this story maybe even better than some of our listeners because working in and around the broadcasting industry yes whenever there's a sale whoever gets retained is under the purview of new management even if you're yes. doing a good job you know i've got friends in the business who had <laughs> top rated shows on radio but you know clear channel comes in and hey we're going to we're going to we're going to all syndication so you guys are out you know? Oh, here's, yeah. Here's yep. a severance package and, and, and enjoy the nine months off of, of free money. But you don't get to be on the radio anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh I know that feeling. Believe me, I know that feeling. <laughs> With Clear Channel and Cumulus mm. and other large conglomerates. <laughs> I, I Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a guy walk down the hall in my old radio station that kind of had the Vince. The, the, I think he did it on purpose, but um, he didn't have Vince's broad shoulders, but um, <laughs> he might have had extra shoulder pads in his in his jacket. We'll see. So anyway, we're, we'll be curious to see if yeah. <clears throat> I or, think like if
1: if he if he is retained to kind of wrap up on Riccaboni, uh-huh. I don't think it'd be the worst idea because I would I would love you know in again in this reboot that we're pitching that may or may not ever happen. I think you go with Riccaboni. And, like, I thought Riccoboni and Caprice did a good job, but if you don't want to bring Caprice back, I think Riccoboni and Joe would make a fantastic
0: team. Yeah, I think so, too. Big time. I agree with you 100% on that. I'd be curious to see how that plays out, because we don't even know where an ROH show would be right now. Again, we talked about this with Steve. I mean, where is Turner going to fit an ROH show? Now, let us not... Uh, we'd be remiss if we did not mention that, of course, uh, um, the buyout or the the purchase by Warner Brothers or the merger with Discovery
2: mm-hmm. with
0: Discovery. So obviously, CNN, <laughs> CNN Plus got dumped because that was a piece of crap. So that lasted a whopping month. Um, <laughs> so the question is, Brother Nate, does. Does. um? a w become like a tab under not just hbo max but would they put it on discovery plus Plus? Mm-hmm. and maybe discovery plus does a a uh uh an roh show under that platform mm. you know so there is options for ring of honor there is options yeah it, maybe not terrestrial tv but you know yeah, and I've always thought streaming
1: was the way. Whether it is Discovery Plus or HBO Max in a bundle of some sorts with AW, because right. obviously I like I don't think they're at the point where they warrant their own uh, deal. But but if you can bundle it with uh, AEW, I think it could be attractive to either one of those platforms. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Because uh, at the end of the day, it's just content. Like you you put out content, hoping that people will subscribe and keep them subscribed. So, you know, and it's content that is under your own banner, so you're not spending a whole lot for it. So, yeah, you might as well.
0: Right, exactly. So I'll be curious to see how this plays out, and we'll uh, we'll obviously keep tabs on it here. Last story. Last story of the night. Uh, one pay-per-view. You mentioned the words, Brother Nate, but we did not mention the pay-per-view. Of course, we talked about uh, – Forbidden Door. Mm. And, of course, the big pay-per-view that is taking place on Sunday, June 26th uh, at the United Center in Chicago. A combo between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, New Japan President Takami Obari. And, of course, Tony Khan did a combined announcement. It'll be available on pay per view and Bleacher Report Live in the U.S., as well as Fight Internationally. Audiences in Japan will be able to watch the event with Japanese commentary on Steve Willie's second favorite uh, stream, NJPW World, because we all know that uh, the uh, Ring of Honor, uh, what is it, Card of Honor, or Honor Club, is, of course, number <laughs> one. In, it's also number one in Steve Willie's heart, too, Honor Club. Um, what are your thoughts on this uh, announcement? And... Is this just a way – is this a one-time thing just for – because New Japan seems to have been in neutral pretty much since the entire – for the entire pandemic, except for, you know, like, Wrestle Kingdom and the occasional big show. Um, They seem to be on, on on like, neutral, stuck in neutral. Is this a chance to kind of get them back – I don't think this is an AEW, like, grab or anything. I think this is just kind of like the G1 Supercard three years ago where ROH, when they were solvent, and – New Japan did a big show at the Garden WrestleMania weekend. I was there. The show was amazing. Uh, is this like a one-time thing or do we see, is this the beginning of something? Did Tony Khan buy something else at the store? Or do you think this is just a one-time thing to give New Japan a little boost? What do you think?
1: Depends on how successful it is. Like, I, I think that it could just be a one-off, but I feel like, it's something that is going to continue. Now, I'm not saying that Tony's going to have any interest in terms of a financial stake in New Japan, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's beneficial for both companies to work with each other. And we have to remember, you know, early on when there was kind of the reluctance by New Japan to work with other people, that was under a different president. And right. And, and, and as you you and I both know, Scotty, that president didn't always make the best decisions to promote the brand, but we'll, we'll, we'll not go there. Yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that is
0: true. That is true. Uh, yes. Shout out to Kevin Kelly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Kev. You're, uh, you're always a friend to us.
1: Yes, but uh, I think that it just makes sense. You know, I feel like, you know, J- New Japan has been kind of, stagnant or stuck in a holding pattern, partly uh, because of the regime change, but I think mainly because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and stuff that was outside of their control. So this is the kind of thing that will get them a little bit more shine and it's some much-needed shine because at one point, New Japan was kind of the preferred brand of the hardcores. And AEW, to some extent, Scott, has usurped them. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I feel like as opposed to the original uh, all in, which was, you know, and I've used the the analogy numerous times. The original all in was like the scorpion and the frog where AEW was the scorpion on uh, Ring of Honor's back (laughs) and and use them to get to the other side. I feel like this is more collaborative between the two companies. And I'm actually excited to see, you know, the matchups they can put together.
0: Well obviously the big thing for me uh uh because I'll be curious obviously to see where my uh, beloved uh Mr. Okada will be mm. in this equation um uh I mean one thing that I that I want to bring up pertaining to this pay-per-view is do we see the return of uh Mr. Omega on this show mm. uh, of course Kenny has been out recouping injuries, uh, you know, not recouping, but uh, rehabbing and recovering from injuries after he lost the uh, world title to Hangman Page mm-hmm. back in, no- uh, was it November? No. Right? When did... Right, November, right? At uh, Full Gear? Right? That's when That Hangman sounds Page. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. All these pay-per-views are blending together. I think it was November at Full Gear, I think, is when yes. Page won. So Kenny's been out since November. Apparently he's been very good backstage, kind of learning the the uh ins and outs of uh management after you know the other VP exited stage left. Um <laughs> geez, I wonder where he went. Uh <laughs> Kenny, put down those video games. You actually have to do your job now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta do your job now. The other guy left. All right, so come on. Uh <laughs> we Seth know the Booker. bucks aren't gonna do anything. <laughs> Yeah, we know yeah, they're just going to they're just going to sell t-shirts that we don't get any money for and uh and no, we're not we're not we're not pushing Riho anymore. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh yeah, I, I think I, I I think it's going to be fun. I, we'll see how much it is. I may buy it. We'll see. Um, depends how much it is. I wish I can get it on fight, but I can only do it internationally. Mm-hmm. And Bleachery Report is sometimes the the, the 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 connection is just sometimes so bad. Yeah. Although I will say that I did get all out I uh, have not gotten the last couple of pay-per-views. Um, I might be taking a ride to uh, my PICs for Double or Nothing, but uh, Bleacher Report's feed was considerably better for All Out than it had been for the last few pay-per-views I bought Yeah, uh, for them because it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. So anyway. Still,
1: still not as good as Fight, though.
0: Uh, fight is amazing. I mean, they never – I mean, all the Powers I watch – all of the NWA mm-hmm. pay-per-views I watch, um, and I've never had a streaming – I've never had a problem. Never had a problem, except those early UWN primetime lies, but I blame Dave Marquez for that because he's a boob. <laughs> um, uh, so speaking of pay-per-views, one more uh, piece of news, uh, and uh, I'm, I want your thoughts, uh, Nate. I'll get more into it with The Doctor on this weekend's episode of the NWA Saturday special. The NWA announced their next pay-per-view. It is called Always Ready. With a Z. Uh, of course, the current catchphrase of NWA World's champion, Matt Cardona. Uh, that pay-per-view will be on Saturday night, June 11th, from Knoxville. Balls country. Uh, so, uh, we look forward to that. Of course, there will likely be a Place to Be Nation Twitch feed on that night with myself, the doctor, probably Sean Kidd, Callum McDougall, and, uh, the re- and any other one else that wants to join us uh, for that pay-per-view. Um Uh, so I know you're not the biggest Matt Cardona fan, Nate, you've said it on the show, (laughs) but I gotta be honest, at least the guy's promoting, helping promote the NWA. He carries the belt wherever he goes, even if it's another promotion, if he's going to MLW or he's going to, uh, impact, he carries the NWA world title with him. Mm -hmm. I gotta give him his credit for that. At least he's supporting and, and showing the brand off by carrying the belt around with him as, as a good heel as he is. So I, I personally have to give him props for that. And he's kind of given, he's given a little shot in the arm to the promotion and he's actually been a good heel. And I, I have a good feeling that he's going to hold the belt throughout the summer. Um, If they have the same plan as last year, uh, the anniversary weekend, which this year will be NWA 74 will be last weekend in August. Um, I don't know. I, I think he's been a good thing for the NWA, just my opinion. I know you're not a, a huge fan, but I don't know. I just feel like, is he like a, you know, the big guy? No, but he's, but I mean, you know, I think he's done a pretty good job of kind of at that middle indie level, kind of given the NWA some needed pub. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds very much like,
1: uh, you know, you, you 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 were a married man, Scott, and you were married to to Nick Aldis, and you had a wonderful <laughs> relationship together. And then it you know it, it it ended, and now you know you got a new girlfriend named Matt Cardona, and you know Matt's got some good qualities, but but also some not so great qualities. And you're trying to talk, you you know what Matt Matt's nice. You know you don't understand, Nate. Matt Matt treats me treats me good. You know he he drives me out to to friendlies and, and pays for dinner and you know so what if if he's got a drinking problem he's always sweet and kind it's like Scott are, <laughs> you, are you trying to convince me or yourself Scott Criscola <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my god I cannot wait oh god I have to have uh I'm pretty sure at this point Dr. G has already <laughs> listened to our episode today and he's going to lo- totally ride me for that one to uh, end on the show. So oh my god. Uh, that was a good like, one. Like he's good. He's good, Scotty. He's fine, but
1: I feel like there's a there's a definite ceiling to where oh, yeah. he he can go and also where the company can go with him out him on top.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. I think again, I think uh, whatever happens at that pay-per-view, I think he still will be champion and i think he will drop it to somebody in august at a uh, at nwa 74 anniversary weekend wherever that may be um so anyway um so that's our show for this week a nice brisk uh, tr- uh trek through the news um got a lot of pay per views coming up of course coming up um in a couple weeks may 8th mothers day is um wrestlemania backlash and i believe let me make sure i get the the calendar right i believe our next episode will be after that so on our next episode 195 uh we will recap that show and uh see what's uh you know see what happens uh let's see is there any pay-per-views that following week i don't believe there is um but there's lots to talk about over the next uh over the coming weeks but before we go i did mention earlier in the show that we did have an announcement pertaining to the show and it is not bad news. Well, I guess it depends if you're a fan of one Devontae Williams, Willie Williams. Uh, the, uh, our beloved Steve Aloysius, Devontae Willie is taking a, a leave from the show very briefly uh, family stuff, nothing bad. But when you have children, my children, Matt Cardona my child. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, Nate's got uh, uh, Steve's got to run around and and do some things with the children uh, so he, uh, he'll be, uh, he's taking a sabbatical, but he'll be back in July. He's got to take the next. We, we don't week. believe
1: you, Steve. We know you're just, you're going away. So you, you can get the big hero's return
0: pop like Cody Rhodes. That's, that's, that's all exact. this is. You, where's your forbidden door, Steve Willie? <laughs> Where are you going to be June 26th? But anyway, uh, uh, I do want to announce a month from now. And then all of a sudden, all we hear Scott is, uh,
1: there's always been more than one Willie in professional wrestling, and Steve Willie shows up.
0: Yep. So walks through the forbidden door of the no so. Um but anyway. Where where do we get this budget for fireworks from? No, really. Is that Steve Willie from P T B? He doesn't belong here. <laughs> um but uh we have but Steve will be back. He's just taken a few episodes off to uh to do his job of being a papa in terms of uh of uh chauffeuring, and I know that feeling. With my goddaughter, but, uh, uh, but, and he was a pinch hitter for us on our last episode. Uh, I have to thank one of my favorite people, the sheriff, Pete Schermacher hey. will be uh pinch hitting for Steve Willie for the next few episodes. So we thank you, Pete. So Pete will be with, uh, Nate and I in two weeks for our next episode. We'll continue going through the news and notes. We'll recap WrestleMania backlash. Cause that show will have been the previous, uh, Sunday, uh, and, uh, looking ahead to a lot of the other stuff going on for the rest of May, we have, uh, uh, double or nothing at the end of the month. And then we got shows in June. It's going to be, uh, very busy over the coming, uh, uh, weeks as uh, winter is gone and turns to spring and spring turns to summer. Uh, Just before we do-
1: Pete, throwing Pete in the deep end. Talking about the yeah. uh,
0: back WrestleMania backlash exactly, first night yeah. out. <laughs> yep, it's first episode back. We're talking WWE, exactly what he <laughs> looks. <laughs> talking about the forbidden door, I kicked him through the bathroom door. in <laughs> through the bathroom window. Um, before we go, of course, I did mention it earlier. Uh, happy three hundredth to the Kings of Sport. Uh, what else, uh, brother Nate, is going on over on the Kings of Sport Patreon?
1: Yes, the Patreon, as we mentioned earlier, you can check it out Uh, this weekend. Most likely we will have the unedited full audio episode up, uh, including uh, the two and a half, full two and a half hour conversation from the 300th episode. Plus Uh, lots of guests popping by and video or excuse me, audio form uh, to send their well wishes. So you can check that out on the Patreon this weekend. Uh, there's uh, an episode up of a Peacemaker review that we've talked about before uh, featuring myself, Chris from LA, who should be in Vegas uh, for the pay-per-view coming up here. So, you know, maybe, uh-huh. we'll, have to bring, maybe we'll have to get Chris on after uh, the AEW show, depending on yes, how that lines up so we can get his experience from Vegas. Uh, uh, absolutely. But yeah, Chris, Vanessa Shark, Mark LaFerriere, and I talked about Peacemaker, the HBO Max series and uh so that's up there there's mcu reviews there's classic kings of sport episodes from season one featuring uh he who shall not be named uh (laughs) there's there's a lot up on the patreon over 200 hours of audio and video content uh as we mentioned on the 300th episode like we're we're gonna start uh Putting more content up this spring, uh, excuse me, this summer, because uh, uh, just between work and people's schedules, it's been getting us a, a little slow at the Patreon, but we're going to pick things up for the summer, uh, so stay tuned for that. You can go over to patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport and uh, sign up. Five bucks gets you in the door, but if you want to pay more and be a high roller like Scotty or Steve Willie, uh, then, then we won't stop you.
0: No, you want to sit with us. Uh, We're up in the fun table. Uh, Please feel free. And we listen to all of the great stuff uh, that is uh, the Kings of Sport Patreon. Of course, here on the PTB Wrestling uh, Network, we've had a bunch of uh, tremendous stuff. We had a very busy week. Uh, Back on Monday, we had uh, episode 601 as we uh, continue on. Uh, Like uh, Nate and Marcus, uh, JR and I are beginning... Yet another season. Uh, We did Survivor Series 2007. Me, uh, him, and uh, Chad Campbell talked about what went on in Miami that night. Fun show. Uh, Newest episode of With This Ring, as Ryan and Cindy continue uh, their trek through some GWWE nominations. Uh, They did Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check that out. They did a series of Steve Austin matches. (coughs) Excuse me. So check that out. And the newest episode. Of PTB NXT uh, dropped a couple days ago. Uh, Jenny, uh, Jake, and um, and uh, Tim Capel did the uh, July, uh, the January eighth, fourteenth, and twenty first episodes uh, from two thousand fifteen of uh, of uh, NXT. So check that out. Newest episode of PTB NXT uh, dropped this week as well. Uh, coming up this uh, coming week. Uh, we will have uh, new episodes of Highway to the Impact Zone, new episodes of NWA Crock and Roll. Of course, myself and Dr. G on the NWA Saturday special. Uh, all the great stuff. Uh, absolutely free. All the fun stuff. We are collaborating with the greatness over at the Kings of Sport Patreon. And of course, the No-So, the Jenny Position, the PTV Pop Experience. We'll be starting, some, uh, Andy will be starting something new over there uh, in June. So stay tuned for that. He'll tell you over on that feed place uh, to Placetobe.podbean.com uh, I'm going to tell Nate about it Offline, because then he'll want to Join us online uh, So I'm going to do that uh, right after we go off the air So have a wonderful uh, Couple of weeks uh, Happy Mother's Day, uh, which is a week From Monday, and uh, Myself, for Brother Nate I'm Brother Scott Have a good two weeks, and Happy Mother's Day
1: Hey Scott Griscola
0: i get I get this five straight weeks he can't dog me every week
1: yes Nate milton did did you know uh, oh oh wait, never mind i think uh I think Matt Cardona's calling you. You better go uh, Damn it.
0: he's not always ready.
3: you own in the box to the left, in the closet, that's my stuff. Yes, if I bought it, please don't touch. And keep talking and that's, that's fine. But could you walk and talk at the same time? And it's my name, it's on that tag. So remove we'll your pack, let me call you a cab. Sending in the front yard, telling me how I'm such a fool. Talking about I'll never ever find a man like you. Got me to stand. You must not know about me. You must not know about me. I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute, baby. You must not know about me. You must not know about me. I can have another you by tomorrow. So don't you ever for a second get to thinking. You're a place to So go ahead and get. And see if she's home. Oops, I bet you thought that I didn't know. What did you think I was putting you off for? Because you was untrue. Rolling her rounds in the car that I bought you. Baby, drop them keys. Hurry up before your taxi leaves. Standing in the front yard telling me how I'm such a fool. Talking about how never ever find a man like you. Got me to stay. You must not know about me. You must not know about me. I can have another you in a minute. Better like pack, he'll be here in a minute, baby. You must not know about me. You must not know about me. I'll have another you by tomorrow, so don't you ever for a second.